You are listening to episode 68 of the Level Up Your Wedding Business podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of this show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level. And I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. So let's level up together. Today's episode is all about figuring out who your ideal client is and why that is such an important part of the puzzle when you start tackling your branding and your marketing and your business to level up. And that's what this podcast is all about. So what you're about to listen to is actually um, one of the live sessions that I did in Elevate Mastermind back in December. So um, this first group that I have going is all videographers, although my next set of enrollment is actually open to all vendor types because I think that what I'm teaching is applicable to everybody in the wedding industry. Um, So you will hear me refer to videographers, Um, but just know that the content of this podcast episode is applicable to you even if you are not a videographer. (laughs) We just happen to be that, so I keep saying that in in the live session because it makes sense there. So um, figuring out who your ideal client is is a concept that I'm very passionate about, and I think it's one that a lot of us as entrepreneurs, as small business owners kind of skip over because it's not a huge like in-your-face like to-do, like setting up a website is, right? Like it's a little bit more subtle, but I think it is, it's part of the journey that can set you apart from your competitors. And it's a huge part of the journey that I think may determine some of your success, to be quite honest, is um, getting very, very clear on who your ideal client is. So that's what this episode is all about. I hope you guys enjoy. Without further ado, here's the episode on ideal clients. So today we're talking about who is your ideal client. Um, and just talking on the phone with some of you and seeing you guys in the group, I think that there's like some hesitation in getting really, um, focused and really specific on ideal clients. And I think that's for a few reasons. Um, first of all, it feels really weird. (laughs) It feels weird to come up with, um, like targeting a specific person. And I think part of that is because it's hard to wrap our minds around trying, like repelling others. And then I think some people, um, get nervous about like, what's the word, like putting themselves in a corner um, as far as who they're attracting. But I do want to just get this kind of out of the way in the beginning. In my experience, just because you have a really um, targeted ideal client doesn't mean that's the only kind of person you're going to attract. But I just want to use Target as an example. I think we talked about it a little bit last week too, but this is like the easiest way I can like illustrate this concept is that like if you look at the the store Target, I feel like they have a very specific Target demographic in mind. And I think that that is um, women between ages 25 and 40 um, and probably I would say like moms. Um, Does that mean that 60-year-old men can't enjoy Target? No, that's not true. Like, everyone enjoys Target, right? Um, But they have a very specific demographic. And the thing that, um, the things that they're starting to do in their business to attract more of their ideal client is um, they've started, like, rolling out design changes. So I don't know if you guys have um, a local Target, but recently, my local Target, probably the last, like, 18 months or so, they came out with, like, a new logo on the front where it's, like, not a red bullseye anymore. It's actually a white bullseye with, like, wood paneling behind it. Um, They're changing up all their displays. So instead of having the store like make sense, um, like logistically, like walking through the aisles, they've actually turned things 45 degrees to focus more heavily on um, displays. And um, they've added like grocery sections. Obviously they've had Starbucks in Target for a really long time. And all these things are very intentional choices to get a certain demographic into their store. Um, And like their whole thing is 
you don't like run to Target to grab something, like you go there for an experience. So you're enjoying the experience of shopping, you're enjoying seeing all the displays. Um, the, some selling points is you can grab your Starbucks before you go experience that. That's more of a client experience like um, strategy. That's not like a financial strategy for them. That's a client experience strategy. And then also um, their grocery section in Target. I don't know if you guys have that, but my Target does. Um, that's also not a financial like strategy for them to like get more revenue. That's a convenient strategy. They know that that busy mom, if she needs to pick up, um, you know, eggs and bananas and she needs to go to the store, it's a lot easier for her to justify a trip to Target and enjoying that experience if she can also grab a few things along the way. And so like, just because they are <laughs> targeting a specific client doesn't mean all these other people aren't going to enjoy it too. So just rest assured, even if you're targeting a very specific person, other people are still going to be attracted to you too, but we have to have like somewhere to jump off of. So that's my spiel on that. So we touched on this just a second ago, but why is it important to identify our ideal client? It's because it's going to allow us to do targeted marketing to that person. And um, again, from last week, it's the difference between shotgun, mar shotgun marketing, where it's more of like a generic approach and just like spraying and praying, like, you know, like being really generic and trying to hopefully get anyone who's willing to bite at your offer versus like being very, very targeted and like marketing directly to one person or one type of person. And like the sniper rifle marketing is way more effective um, in getting specific clients that are going to help you build your portfolio and keep climbing up the ladder. So the difference between demographic and persona, we're going to dive into this a little bit deeper than we did last week. The demographic is like the trunk of the tree. That is things like age, location, um, income level, like those kinds of things that are really easy to um, like put a finger on, you know, like they're easy to conceptualize. And um, the persona is a little bit harder to conceptualize really because it's hard to come up with something that doesn't exist. And so obviously like it's going to be uncomfortable and feel weird to come up with a whole person that's like not real. So um, bear with me here and this might take a week or two to kind of like wrap your head around and get specific on. It's going to take some tweaking, but um, it's an exercise that is going to be really worthwhile for you, especially I know um, there's several of you who are um, in the process of working with like a brand designer or they're just about to bring one on board and going through all these things right now is going to help you come out with a better product at the end and make sure like that money that you're investing is being invested well. So Demographics include things like age, location, gender, sexual orientation, income level. We all know these things. These are things that we bubble in like through um, surveys th from the government and um, school, like when you apply for college, things like that. So we're, we're familiar with these concepts. And one thing that I feel like is important to talk about is um, that these things may feel insignificant to us. And the reason why it feels insignificant is because we are all in this world of wedding videography together. And so it kind of becomes like muted. Um, if this was a group or if we were constantly in Facebook groups with entrepreneurs of all types. Like, let's say we were in a group with a cafe owner, um, a dog groomer, uh, you know, you can come up with different like business types. Like you could see how we would see a lot more variation in these demographics. And so that becomes a lot more important to like nail down. Um, you know, there's lots of different kinds of cafes out there with different vibes and like different, um, people that like to go there. And so that's when it becomes important. And 
the thing that happens to us as videographers in these groups and online is that we are in an echo chamber. And so we do not see that there is um, variation in these things. But just because your the demographics for your ideal client is the same as mine, is the same as the next person in this group, um, doesn't mean that it's not just as important. We do still need to get really clear on these things. Um, it just, like I said, like it, be, it starts to fade away. Like the importance starts to fade away because we're all in this together and it seems very generic, but um, believe me, it's not generic in the terms of like business as a whole. Like what we do and who we serve is actually a very small niche of like the overall consumer market. So I think that's easy to forget. Then we're gonna talk about um, persona. We need to come up with personas that are in alignment with the demographics and um, what I like to think about these things as is um, psychographics. And so these are um, less like concrete things as like such as location and gender. Um, these are more um, like personality traits, beliefs, hobbies, pain points that they may have and like their thoughts. So it's more about who they are um, as a person instead of who they are on paper, if that makes sense. And this is where it gets like really weird to think about and kind of trippy and confusing. But just remember that you are creating your dream client. You're creating the kind of person who you want to book. Like you're just like hoping every day that this kind of person will find you. And so you get to like create the perfect person. Like think of it as like the Sims. Like if you could create like the perfect Sim character, like who would they be? And this is, this is who you get to create. So, um, don't feel intimidated by it and don't feel like silly or embarrassed. Like you get to literally create whoever you want and that's the beauty of it. And then we're going to market to that person. Um, so when you can blend the psychographics along with the demographics, um, together to market yourself, your films, the experience that you offer, um, it's going to speak directly to your ideal client and that's the sweet spot. Again, this is the epitome of the shotgun rifle marketing. So we need to like do all these um, back end like things first so that we can start to market to them. Um, and like I said, it can be really uncomfortable. And I think it took me probably like a week and a half or two weeks to like really figure out who my ideal client is. And I keep like referring to like this person who's real, um, but I have changed some personality traits like in my ideal client avatar for her. Like I didn't just like copy and paste her exactly. I used her more as like a template for who I'm trying to attract. So like I've changed some things about her, if that makes sense. So and here is this whole concept like illustrated. So if you think um, maybe business A, the way they're like marketing and their client is just, my ideal client is someone who's getting engaged um, or is engaged in getting married next year. Like that's so broad. Um, person B is my ideal client is a bride between ages 25 and 35, lives in California and values wedding films. That's getting a little bit better, but uh, there's still a lot more that you can do with that. Um, person C is my ideal client is Amanda. We gave her a name. This really helps actually like visualize so that you can start building your brand and your marketing to her. Um, she's 32 years old. Again, you don't have to give an age range. You can be really specific. She has a degree in fine art. Um, she and her fiance, Tim, spent their 20s touring Europe and she loves old architecture, European history and art. Like that's super specific. You can see how we're actually like painting a picture of who this person is. 
She values artistry and emotion above all else and wants her wedding film to feel like a piece of art that represents her wedding day. She wants it to feel unique, creative, and the essence of the film is more important than telling the story from start to finish. So you can see how that's very different from other clients that are out there. And um, I actually believe this pro person probably exists. Uh, maybe not like exactly, but some variation of this person is probably out there and that's who person C is marketing towards. And you can see how the marketing efforts and the branding from the business who's targeting person C, that person, like this Amanda, when she stumbles across that business, she's gonna feel like they were like meant to be. Like it was it was like written in the stars, right? Like that was her videographer and like she's not even gonna really think twice about it. She's gonna for sure book that person. And there are dozens of hundreds of people out there who probably are ex in exact alignment with you and who your ideal client is. You just need to figure out who they are first. And so you can kind of see different nuances in this as well. So it's like... um this is not exactly my ideal client. I just wanted something kind of more extreme so that I could illustrate the point. But you could see how like this filmmaker's secret sauce is maybe like really fine art and like, um, <laughs> like floofy. Um, really, I used, I don't know if you guys listened to the podcast episode, but um, Anna Lord, it was recently on the podcast and she's like very fine art and like elevated and like European um, inspired. And so I kind of like tried to create an ideal client for her to market to. And that's kind of the inspiration behind this one. But you can see how her films and her vibe and who she's attracting is a lot different from somebody, I don't know, we can think of a big name like Jay and Mac, like they have very different clients and who they're like trying to target is very different. And so it's important to like realize who that is. And this also speaks to her um, as a filmmaker's kind of secret sauce. This person's very fine art and um, very big on like emotion and like elevated imagery, you know? So like, again, you can see how that speaks to you and what you do differently and what your secret sauce is and how that can communicate to your client. Um, and then also illustrating the point that it goes beyond just the film that we're delivering she values a thoughtfully packaged film and she wants that to be just as special and part of the experience as like her actual film. So like the way she's being delivered. So this person would not want a download link. I can assure you that. Or if you do give this person a download link, they also want some sort of keepsake mailed like hard in the mail. And so the more specific you can get about this person, the better, because then you can craft your business to them. And again, going back to the example from Target, that doesn't mean you're only going to attract like who you're trying to attract. Other people are still going to like, like your work and like you too. So don't be afraid that you're only going to now like do one type of thing. I still think you're probably going to get inquiries from other types of people, but it's good to be as specific as possible so that you can increase your chances of booking that ideal person. Um, so again, don't be afraid that you're not going to have variety in your business. If that's one of your fears, I still think that variety is achievable. Um, again, so just don't let, let that deter you from going through this exercise. Um, again, so just kind of building off of this, you can think of different like experience related points. Like some people don't want to have a personal relationship with you. And if you're the kind of person who doesn't really want to have a personal relationship with your client, you just want to show up and shoot and then deliver, then you can craft like an ideal client who is in alignment with that too. So it's really whatever you want and whatever you feel like you can attract and you know, you get what I'm saying. So, um, and then we can see how everything trickles down from this ideal client. So 
you're going to start curating all of the points of your business to this person. Your Instagram feed automatically is going to go from generic and like not having a consistent theme to now like you can just imagine in your brain what this person's Instagram feed is going to look like. Um, Again, with the website, even messaging. So you can take this ideal client and what they value and what they want and start using their words to create your messaging and your brand voice. So um, the words like artistry and emotion and... um, essence of the film. So like the essence of the day, like you can start picking out different words from your ideal client to start marketing to them. Like it, that's, I don't know if you guys have read the book. What is it? Um, winning friends and influencing people or something like that. Like one of the biggest like messages in that book is to like mirror how people are being to you. And that's how we can attract people too, is just mirroring back how they are and what they value. And that's like what the whole this whole thing is like wrapped up in. Um, And then that's how you're going to handle your customer services and even um, the nuances of your film. So if you don't have like a really strong way you like to film or you haven't quite found like your exact like niche of filmmaking or whatever, like you can use your ideal client to determine that for you. And that's kind of what I did too. Like I knew I liked um, pretty details and florals and like things like that. But I I took that idea, took my ideal client and like ran with it. And like I made that kind of like my special sauce like retroactively. Like I didn't already like do that well. Like I did that because I feel like that's what my ideal client like wants. And I kind of like not exploited, but like you get what I'm saying, exploited that concept. So... Again, it's overwhelming to think about because, again, like we're creating a person that doesn't exist, but it's easier if you look at it like the tree analogy, where first we're going to come up with kind of demographics, and then we're going to come up with values as the, um, the branches to determine like a couple different personas that we can start marketing to. Hey, Wedding Pro, this is your personal invitation to join the Level Up Facebook community. As wedding professionals, we are often running our businesses while flying solo, but you don't need to go it alone. Join the free Facebook community for daily encouragement, support, and to connect with your people. My mission is to inspire you and equip you with the tools you need to chase your dreams, and the Facebook community is where I share tons of additional resources, answer your questions, and host the occasional free workshop. Use a link in the show notes or visit theleveluppco.com slash community to join the group. It is totally free and I can't wait to see you in there. But I just wanted to like go over each of these like con- like areas of the demographic. Um, so age. If you live in a college town, um, I'm think- trying to think of like a big like university. So like if you live in College Station where Texas A&M is and you know that a lot of engaged couples are 21 years old and still in college, then your age is probably going to be somewhere between the ages of like 20 to 24. Like that would make sense to you. If you live in somewhere like Manhattan and that's who you want to book, you know that the people getting married there are more like 35, like they're a little bit more established. And so getting really clear on where you are, who you're serving in their ages is going to make a big difference too. We're attracted to different things like along our own like individual timelines. Um, Coming up with the gender, most of us are probably going to um, be marketing to brides, just in general. That's typically who's on their phone scrolling through Pinterest and Instagram. But if you have a different strategy, then that's great too. So, but knowing who you are branding to is important. Um, and it's usually just one of them, 
that you want to attract. Like you don't need to get two eyeballs and rope them in just, or two sets of eyeballs, just one is fine. Um, sexual orientation. I know for a lot of us, um, we could go either way with this. It doesn't really matter much to us, but some, some of us are maybe trying to attract um, more like diverse um, couples, so you know what I mean? So just getting clear on who you wanna attract is an important part of the puzzle too. Where they live, how much they're making. Again, this is this is all gonna be in alignment with your filmmaker ladder. Like if you only want to get to the point where you're charging you know, $5,000 for a wedding film, you don't need to attract people who are making half a million dollars a year. Like those things are not in alignment. But like on the opposite end, if you wanna to get to the icon status and be charging $15,000, $20,000 for a wedding film, you better bet your client is gonna be making a crap ton of money. Like, you know what I mean? So just make sure those things make sense. Um, are they spenders or savers? Are they the kind of people who um, like splurge on stuff? Are they the people who really thoughtfully make their purchasing decisions? Like those are two very different kinds of people. How long have they been together? Is this like more of like a, an immediate like, they just met six months ago and they're like tying the knot. I think there's a market to that and like the plays that you're going to use in psychology and like marketing to that person is different from someone who's been in a long-term relationship for 10 years. So like, like I said, the more specific, the better. Um, where do they shop? I think this is like the most common branding question. Like there's a difference between someone who shops at Neiman Marcus and someone who shops at Ross, you know? And so like understanding where your clients are shopping, what brands they love, um, what do they read? Are they big on reading self self development books? Are they big on reading business books or like dime store novels? You know, like, I don't know. You can see how like we're building a person here. We're building a persona. And then you can even talk about like what celebrities they follow. Like, do they like the Kardashians or do they like Taylor Swift? Like those are probably two different people too, you know? So like I said, the more ways you can like conceptualize a person, the better. But then we're going to go into psychographics. And this is like, where we can use psychology and marketing and kind of use it to our advantage. So what are their fears? And like, you don't need to come up with like, oh, they're afraid of being burglarized. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's probably not relevant to us. Um, maybe if we were selling home security systems, it would be, but um, what are their fears in terms of like, maybe the wedding day. So like, are they afraid that they're going to miss out on little moments? Are they afraid that they're not gonna be able to share their wedding with their family? Are they afraid that, um, ooh, okay, so, this is not my ideal client, but just a story. Um, I had a client in 2019 who the groom actually has epilepsy and um, they they spent whatever they spent with me as a wedding videographer at the time because they knew he was going to um, have a lot of seizures throughout the wedding day and that actually affects his short-term memory. And so they knew he wasn't gonna remember the wedding day. And so videography was really important to them so that he could like watch their wedding and like hopefully build memories from there. And it was like a really hard wedding day. But um, my brother actually has epilepsy too. So I was able to form a connection with them over that. And like, I was able to understand where they were coming from. And I captured the day a little differently than I nor would normally. But you can see how that's a type of fear that a person might have, like the group not being able to remember the wedding day. And again, the more specific you can get, the better. I'm not saying that you need to market yourself to people with epilepsy, but you can just see how there are different fears that different people have on a wedding day. And then again, like how does your film or service help them? my like more like fine art approach, um, attention to detail is a lot different from like someone who is really story heavy and we're gonna have two different clients. Um, what are they willing to invest in? Like this can be in general. 
What do they desire in customer service? And do they value quality, price, or convenience? I think that's actually a big one. And most of us will fall into one of these three camps, like as consumers in general. And so um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, so I don't need to talk about it more. But um, there is a difference between someone who values quality, someone who values price, and someone who values convenience. And you can kind of determine who you want to um, attract. Again, this exercise might feel confusing. Like it might be like actually frustrating at times because it's hard to come up with a fake person. Um, you might feel like aimless, but don't worry. Um, my advice would just be to come up with the answers um, that are easiest first. So um, the ones that come to you the easiest as you're going through the list, um, and then just go back and fill in the gaps as you can. Like. Maybe you um, go down Instagram hashtag rabbit holes or go on YouTube or Pinterest. Like there are lots of ways we can kind of expose ourselves to like different types of people, different types of marketing. And then what I like to do is when you come up with some more, some of the more tangible like things, like um, just using the where they shop for as an example, like hop onto that website where they like to shop and see the messaging that they're using. See that their ideal client that they've already established, see um, the imagery that they're using. And like that can spark a lot of inspiration for you to kind of design yours, um, your brand as well. And um, that's what I've kind of done with mine. Um, I knew that my ideal client is the kind of person who's going to pick up a magazine like Harper's Bazaar. And so I did kind of base some of my brand strategy based off of um, some of more those more like elevated publications. And so um, taking inspiration from different places is a great way to do it because they've already actually done the legwork. They're, they've spent millions of dollars figuring out who their ideal client is and who they want to market to. And so it's okay to like kind of piggyback on some of the work they've already done. And it actually makes sense to do so. That's really like efficient. <laughs> um, and then again, we're creating a fictional person. So there's like no right or wrong things here. Like you literally get to make whoever you want. Um, and it's your chance to come up with your dream client. Like how many opportunities you get in your life to like come up with like your dream person. Um, and this is the person that we get to work with um, day in and day out in our businesses. So um, you better like them. <laughs> better make it in alignment with you. I think this is um, a great opportunity for your business. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm on a mission to inspire my fellow wedding creatives to take their businesses to that next level, and I can't do it without you. It would mean the world to me if you would please leave a review for the podcast and share it on your Instagram stories. Just don't forget to tag me at the Level Up Co. so I can see it. Doing these things will help other wedding professionals find the show so we can all raise the industry up together one person at a time. Until next time, friends, just keep pushing forward.